Hello and welcome to This A For Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff, and we're back, baby. You, uh, you may have noticed that we have some new intro music. Uh, it's a track called 52 AFLW Players by a local Melbourne band called Eggy. Uh, huge thank you to Eggy for letting us use it. You can stream it now on Spotify and uh, we'll also be putting a link in the show notes. Now, I'm not going to lie, podcast free agency period has hit this AFL life hard. Uh, obviously, we lost Meg McDonald to Geelong. But our very own Julia Kiera has been snapped up by the juggernaut that is the Outer Sanctum. So while it's a huge loss for us, it's great news for the wider footy-loving population and we're very much looking forward to hearing some JC truth bombs on the ABC. The good thing about free agency, though, is that we've scored some pretty handy compensation picks. We have scoured the country for some bright up-and-coming podcast rookies and by country I mean AH Cap Reserve because it wouldn't be this safe a life unless all three hosts were some way associated with the Darabin Falcons but let's meet them first cab off the rank plays VFLW for the Darabin Falcons unfortunately we won't see her out on the park in 2020 due to an ACL injury suffered in round 10 last year which incidentally was featured in the round 10 plays of the week she has a degree in media studies with a graduate diploma in psychology, if you don't mind. She has a passion for Collingwood AFL-M team, touch footy, RM Williams boots and golden retrievers named Charlie. She is Rachel Hibbert. Welcome. Good evening, Alison. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Good. Good. Thanks for having me. Our next co-host is a Melbourne native but has spent the majority of her footy career in the ACT at the Gungahlin Jets. Uh, she's been an ACT and New South Wales state representative, named in the Canberra Women's Team of the Year five times, and also named fullback in the Canberra Women's Team of the Decade, 2008 to 2017. She's also an accomplished coach, and this year will be coaching the Darabin Falcons VFL forward line. When not coaching, you'll find her cycling around the inner north of Melbourne and listening to Australian 90s grunge. She is Susan Cadman. Caddy, welcome. Thank you, Al. What a wonderful welcome. I've never been introduced so wonderfully before in my life. <laughs> now that I've introduced you both, uh, I just want to make sure our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Hiba, I mentioned in your intro you barracked for Collingwood. Who was your football idol as a kid? I proudly wore the number 23, which was Anthony Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> He was big, he was scary, and he could kick it a long way. And I remember running to Auskick. I am crying, that is brilliant. When I was, I would have been seven, and I went to Auskick, and someone asked me what my name was, and I said, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Dad uh, very quickly corrected them um, (laughs) that I was indeed Rachel. so Anthony Rocker was a really big one. The other one um, for me who – I wonder what he's doing now. Is Scott Burns. Oh, <laughs> Number he's, 17 he's for Collingwood. coaching, isn't he's he? He's a coach, is isn't he? he? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, so he's dropped off my radar, but I've still got him um, <laughs> signed proudly on my left shoulder of my Fly Emirates jersey. Um, <laughs> um, yes, so I actually spent a lot of time in the Collingwood – 
um, I suppose, rooms and environment. My dad was the physio for Collingwood for an extended period of time through the 80s and 90s. Um, so my brother also decided to call himself Gavin after <laughs> Gavin Brown and Gavin Criscourt. I can never Chrisisco. say Chrisisco. Um So he was Gavin Hibbert for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> so dad had Gavin and Anthony. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, that's Anthony. Um, Hattie, who did you barrack for? I'm a very mad Essendon supporter. Oh, no. Yeah. The vet, <laughs> something's happened in the vetting process here. <laughs> Who let you in? <laughs> Look, I snuck in the side door. That's, that's how it usually works. And uh, oh, who was your idol? <laughs> I've got nothing as interesting as um, as Hibar, but uh, I was Tim Watson. He was the greatest, and that's when I started supporting in '93 when they won their premiership. Take us through the heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. They beat Carlton, Carlton that got, year. Carlton got us back in 99. <laughs> Carlton got us back in 99. It's oh, not yeah. an issue. That was a great day. Mm. Yes. Just, I mean, listeners would know I'm a Carlton supporter. Fraser Brown's my favourite player. <coughs> um, <laughs> it's well before my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, AFLW, Hiba. Yes. Who's your team? Ah. <gasps> I wouldn't say I'm a teamist. I'm a peopleist. Mm. Um, I've got my my mitts on all of the teams. I think I'm again like so many of us, simply barracking for AFLW. Um, I I have a little bit of bias in me that my housemate is playing for GWS um, number fourteen. Shout out to Annalise Lister. Um, you <laughs> you. Uh, so I guess I'll be barracking for them more this year. But I think in previous years I've kind of flown the Melbourne flag uh, quite fiercely. Yeah. Because I know lots of the team yes. people. Yeah. Caddy, you similar boat? Yeah, definitely. I find it really hard to say what team I follow. I mean, I do also have a soft spot for the Giants, just having been around the setup. And um, also the Canberra best girls. song in the competition. Yeah, Sorry, it is. But, yeah, oh. absolutely. And um, and also I have a little soft spot for the Crows as well. So, but yeah, just love the game and love seeing people having the opportunity, and um, that's what it's about for me. So yeah. What about you, Al? Oh, I'm I'm the same. I I don't. It's it's hard to have just one team. Um, and when you have, you know, a close association with a you know community club and you just you keep keep an eye on all your falcs mm-hmm. um yeah it's hard i mean i've got probably yeah like a soft spot for melbourne and and geelong yeah if you had a um a board with one of every team's jerseys yes lined up mm. and they're all in your size and you could only walk out of there with one <laughs> what would it be so i have to you have to you have to pick one. Have to pick one. Yeah. It's an AFLW one. She's going to pick Carlton, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. This is this is it. Darcy, this what is when you good? switch off the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'd probably it probably oh. Melbourne. <laughs> Was that volume turned up? <laughs> <laughs> probably Melbourne. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. 
What about you, Caddy? Maybe I'll put Geelong on oh, under yeah, there. <laughs> half and half. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'd just pick it. I've already got a Giants one in the cupboard, yeah. so I just whip that one out. Yeah. Biased. Yeah. It's mm. I've got to, got to, you know, it's the Canberra, it's the Canberra team too. So. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you're bad. What about you? Are we fighting over the Melbourne jumper? Or? Yeah, I think. Or have you got your own room with uh, oh, instead of jumpers? Yeah, actually. <laughs> No, well, I similar fashion. Maybe we cut one Geelong and one Melbourne, go. And strip them down the middle, and yeah. we can share it. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll I'll make that happen for you. Would guys. you? Yeah. Thank you. Um, what about? Don't like to play favourites, but favourite AFLW player. I think for the longest time, for me, Chelsea Randall's been so good, and I remember, mm. I don't know, like. I think it was the last nationals we had watching her play and she just was so dominant and so clearly just such a natural. So, and she's kind of one of the originals, I suppose, as you, you know, he's, he's gone through the whole, the whole process. Um, really devastated about her injury. Oh, it's just the worst. Yeah. It's, but I'll just never get sick of watching her play. Mm. So I've never really thought about who my favorite is, but probably would say Chelsea Randall. Mm. We we did joke about a um a game between the Darabin Falcons and the oh. Northern Territory oh of um, twenty eighteen. Oh my uh, god! And it it really was Darabin Falcons versus Chelsea Randall. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was just phenomenal. A, oh, she it was when Chelsea's on the field. It's I wouldn't be surprised if you're up if her opposition just kind of gave her the ball and said, please, please show us what it. you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is essentially what we did. <laughs> that sounds like a like absolutely worthwhile game to me. It was great. I had so a great time. You had front row seats. <laughs> did she ragdoll you? Yes. yes. I got ragdolled by Chelsea Randall. <laughs> oh, she, there were three people <coughs> running at the ball and two of us kind of, Slowed down to pick it up, and she swept in from the left with the cleanest hands I've ever seen. Like she had a sticky glove on, picked it up, and just delivered it to probably Ed Marinoff or Ange Foley yeah. or someone else someone really great else. on that team. Yeah, um, yeah, she's something special. Mm. Look forward to twenty twenty one, Chelsea Randall. Um, favorite player? Oh. <coughs> Biased again. Karen Paxman. Mm. Um, I love watching her run. I love watching her hit targets. I love watching her make decisions. I don't even know if she knows she's making the decisions because she's so nonchalant, um, <laughs> <laughs> both on the field and off the field. We love you, Paxi. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Karen Paxman. Mm. And you, Elle? Again, it's like, yeah, both. Just for the people at home, Al has got her – Head in her hands. <laughs> really, that really hurts yeah. to pick a certain player. <laughs> she can't have a favourite. It's too hard to have a favourite. Um, it's Meg Mac, I think. Yeah. Excellent choice. Mm. Mm. Just, you know, the backstory yeah, and, you know, was there in season one, got delisted, just worked her ass off and fucking all Australian mm. and now vice captain. I just. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Just, it's a yeah, no people's champ, isn't she? Mm. Power to the people. Yep. So, AFLW four, it's back. It's back. How are we feeling? Oh, 
I feel like it snuck up on me personally, but um, really excited that it's coming up. A couple of days now, a few more sleeps. Um, the new teams are about to play, which is, I think, going to be a really interesting year for the AFLW. Hiba, what are you looking forward to? Um, I guess the introduction of the four new teams is going to be very interesting to see, um, I think, whether or not things have diluted or whether they've strengthened. I think that goes for all the resources in players, coaches, um, everything really. I'm very interested to see how the um, lists will go with all these um, pre-existing injuries and um, list changes that are going to have to be made over the next few weeks um, at the start of the season to make sure that each team does have a full team for the following – how many rounds are there? Eight. Eight. Eight rounds. Two rounds of finals. Mm. Great. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you say that Melbourne has been decimated by injury. I think they've got something like only 24 fit players Correct. to to choose from. Mm. Um, do you think list sizes of 30 are too small? I mean, I think it was an issue – it's shown to be an issue – the last few seasons as well. And I think West Coast have also been left with no with one singular ruck, rookie ruck, I think, or very young ruck. So it's clearly something that needs to be considered. No, I think it's interesting going into such a short season. Um, and, and we have seen over the past few years that when um, there has been injuries sustained at the beginning of the competition that list changes have had to have been made. Um, and... In a similar fashion, something like a, um, a an ACL or um, a list frank, it doesn't repair in one season of AFLW. Um, so you do get ruled out for the full season. So I suppose having a larger list and including um, the likes of a train on really gives opportunity to girls who are really on the brink of um, of of that level of football AFLW cusp, I suppose really gives girls an opportunity to train with the team and then I guess have a goal as well to say that they can play AFLW. Um, it also takes them back into their state league with a um, bit more enthusiasm and oomph to uh, to know that they were so close to making it. Yeah. Um, so perhaps it's – I'm not sure whether it's having a, a – a greater list than 30, but it's maybe also having an, an even larger extension list to give girls that that more opportunity. Um, but coming back to, obviously, the length of the season, and I um, was banging on about this to a few people today, <laughs> as I do. Yep, that's fine. Um, so, Meg Mac. Oh, large shoes. You know. To fill. Yes. <laughs> what size are your shoes, Meg? <laughs> um one of my favourite players, she's broken her finger on the eve of the season. Four-week injury, you know, busted finger. It's it's not a bad injury. But four weeks, that is half a season. It's absurd, isn't it? The newly named vice-captain, all-Australian defender, is going to miss half a season because of a broken finger. And And I guess going back to you know, the CBA negotiations and, it, you know, it wasn't about money. Length of season is, is just as big a factor for the players as well. And I just 
I'm I'm mad mm. as hell. Yeah, especially because it's Meg Mac. Exactly. <laughs> um, I no, I totally agree. Um, I I think yeah, four weeks, half a season just doesn't sit right, does it? No. And like, when yeah, and when you when we looked at this competition in 2016 when it came to fruition, um, they there were talks about doing the competition in 2020 and having um the women's competition be a curtain raiser to the men's competition as a winter season. Mm. I know we can't talk about ifs, but if mm. they had have done that, I wonder whether we would have had an established 20-week um, season by now, similar to what we have in the VFL at the same time of year, and half a season would be 10 weeks, and thus Meg Mac would only be out for a quarter of a season. Yes. <clears throat> but that didn't happen, I know. <laughs> But two weeks of finals, <laughs> <laughs> yay! <laughs> but that, but that's the other thing. I mean, like, because the season's so short, you know, you don't actually even have time as a team to work your way into the season. Mm. You have to actually just be ready to go. Mm. Um, so if you've got, you know, if you're missing your best players for the first half of the season, it doesn't matter how long the final series is because you might not make it. That's right. Not that I'm riding off Geelong. <laughs> or any team at this point in time. Or any person with an injury. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, it's the kind of season where eight eight rounds, you lose one game because you're missing, like you said, round one. There's still going to be quite a few star players missing in, in some of the teams. That's That's a really, really big can be a really, really big loss and a big impact on the whole season. I think it's it's just really interesting and it's a whole different approach, I think, that you need to take towards the season than maybe a regular length, for example, VFLW season. It's it's really different and it's interesting. It's interesting to see how the teams will adapt to, the, to injuries to superstars in particular. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, talking about superstars, I mean, Chelsea Randall as well. Um, just devastated about that. I love mm. her too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's been Chelsea Randall with an ACL recently. Lily Mithin's been seen at a wedding in a moon boot. Uh, sorry, Lil. So, I guess when the competition is so short, you do want to see the best players out there, and you want them to be able to be able to be out there, um, which would be just devastating on the eve of your season to be known um, that you're not going to be playing. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, like even you'd be nervous this last couple of training sessions before the season. You wouldn't want to, you know, tweak a hammy or something. Because, again, like a a decent hammy, you're out for a third or half the season. Correct. So I don't, I don't like us to be too negative. Flip the coin. There's a lot of players that didn't play last season or missed a big chunk of last season that are coming back. Nina Morrison, Chloe Malloy. Who who are we looking forward to seeing? I'm so excited about watching Nina Morrison play. From afar, not being around Victoria, I haven't seen much of her, but saw a couple of well, – how many games did she play? Just the one. one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just such an excitement machine and I could see that she's going to be an absolute game changer. So I really hope that she gets a real good run at this season and, and can show everyone what she's got. We've also got Aaron Phillips, who's going to be coming back, obviously. Um, there's also 
one of my old Gungahlin Jets teammates, Rihanna Metcalf at the Crows, one of the one of the rucks there who should be coming back as well. Um, so there's yeah, the, uh, there's an endless list of people I'm I'm excited to watch. Daisy Pierce coming off twins, or rather twins <laughs> coming off her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fellow Falcon. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see her. Chloe Malloy, of course, is just a jet. Um, we we were lucky enough to play against her <laughs> last season. We actually had a really good chat in the goal square um, about a sprinkler <laughs> because we. How yeah. many goals did she kick against Darabin? It was something ridiculous, a lot. like eight or something. A lot. Like <laughs> I saw a lot of the ball that game in the back line. Sailing um, over your head. It was like Darabin, <laughs> Darabin versus oh, Chloe, Chloe Malloy. Yeah. yeah, and the the worst thing was it was a rotation of Bree Davy, Chloe Malloy, and Jamie Lambert. And whenever they came down, we all kind of just looked at each other and went, mm, "Who wants? <laughs> who wants it?" <laughs> Shocking. But I'm so excited to see her back out on the park. Um, mm. uh, and the other person that I can't wait to see um, back out is Britt Tully of GWS, yeah. who's just, yeah, someone I think um, flew under the radar, I guess, missing her last year. But I think she'll have a really big impact on, on GWS, both on the field and off the field, as she's been named in their, in their leadership, leadership group, group yeah. as well. So... Um, really hope that she Brit yeah, Tully finds her form. is another Gungarland Jet, just like to put that out there. Oh, look at so you. I've played a lot of football with Brit and she is an absolute star and I'm really pleased that she's decided to come back to football. Um, born leader, just really unbeatable in the midfield and I'm I'm with you, Hibba, like really excited to see her out playing and, and just doing what she does best. I think she may not fly under the radar as much these days but we'll be really interested to see mm. yeah yeah and also um sophie conway as well from brisbane lions will be returning from an acl mm. um who was a bit of a star for them in the 20 what was it 2018 season mm. um and then was training with richmond i believe at their vfl yes. team and um, ruptured her acl yes, so that's right um, that will be a, a long awaited return for her i'm certain but um will be really good to see her do her thing as a, a young gun of the queensland teams and oh courtney gum mm. oh different I'm, stripes but yeah but oh, so excited yeah i'm excited about that yeah yeah I don't know what they did to get her out of retirement, but come and play football. Yeah, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> come and play with Erin Phillips. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also hoping to see a full season from um, Katie Brennan. I think mm. the impact that she plays as a star forward, as a leader, as a, a a bigger body in a forward line, I think will be really, really good to see if she can keep fit. Um, Particularly in a team like Richmond, who absolutely. who will need a little bit of leadership and and to take that on as well. Absolutely, um, and coupled with Sab um, Frederick Traub as well, mm. um, will be really really good to see KB. Hopefully, get through a season uninjured. Um, see what she can bring to the park. Yeah, I have a feeling she might be playing in the middle a bit more. Yes, which is exciting too because she's you know we all know what a superb footballer she is, mm. how fit she is. So I yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I still feel like she hasn't um, – she's obviously such a talent that everyone talks about, but I, as someone who hasn't been around 
you know, Melbourne and, and seeing her play day-to-day over the years, I don't think she's had an impact on the AFLW yet, as big of an impact as yeah. has been expected or has been talked about. So I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her just play. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I think, I mean, at Darabin we've been pretty lucky to see, you know, Katie up close for a really long time. And I think you're right, she hasn't really just hit her straps yet at AFLW level. I really hope she does at the Tigers. I actually think that's a common thread that I've experienced talking to a few of my mates who are um, on AFLW lists is that when they take the pressure off their own shoulders and they play footy for the love of footy and for what they know it for, that's when they play their best game. And so just flipping this back to the the short season, there's so much pressure on people to perform for um, a a limited amount of time. Um, So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how, again, a short season um, and what people do with the pressure of a a short season and whether things like, of course, injury come into play, but it's also down to your own mental um, stability and capacity to just kind of get through it and to enjoy it as much as you can. Okay, well, a new season means there's a whole bunch of new talented footballers mm-hmm. coming into the AFLW system. Who have you got your eye on, Hiba? Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Nell Morris-Dalton can bring to uh, Western Bulldogs and AFLW. She is a powerhouse and I think she really stood out at the NAB League level last year as well and then just seamlessly transitioned into the VFLW. Um, She's got great body positioning. She's a really strong mark. She's got a whopping left kick. Um, And she's also just a really good person. So I really look forward to seeing what she can bring to to the competition. Um, I'm also interested to see what the... Uh, the new Gaelic footballers can bring to just about every team. I think (laughs) every team (laughs) seems to have picked up um, a Gaelic footballer. And I think we saw um, Sarah Rowe for Collingwood um, last year, not to mention Cora Staunton um, for years gone by, bring just class and um, athleticism to the game. So really interested to see the the likes of Gaelic footballers pretty much across across the board. Mm. What about you, Caddy? I'm going to show my Canberra bias here, but <laughs> I can't remember how many it was. Something like six Canberra girls got drafted this year, yeah. which is really a testament to how strong the competition is up there. Maggie Gorham, who got picked up for, by the first pick for the Giants, is has been coming through the youth program up there and is an absolute talent, um, really smart footballer, and I think she might actually slot straight into that team really well. Also have a, a good friend of mine, Najwa Allen, who got um, drafted to the Crows, an ex-soccer player who moved over to Adelaide after a season or two of footy in Canberra and won the uh, the league best and fairest and then got drafted. She plays through the middle and has been scoring goals in the in the preseason uh, matches, which I've seen, which is a new string to her bow. Um, there's also a couple of Canberra girls up at the, the Suns. Um, which is really great that they're getting off these opportunities. Um, it is good because the expansion teams have come in and perhaps had to look where historically they haven't looked before. And I think that some of those girls will really show, they'll really fly the Canberra flag, I think. 
but apart from that, any of those top ten who are picked in the top ten, they're all they all start at, at the uh, the youth level. So yeah, great to see how they how they go at the AFLW level. I think. Well, Hibbert, you stole mine, so <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say Nell Morris Dalton. <laughs> yeah, I just love a big bustling forward that you know takes pack marks and she doesn't yeah if she doesn't take the mark she splits a pack brings it to ground i just and she's just a ripper as yeah. well um so yeah i'm really excited about yeah seeing Nell get amongst it she really doesn't shy away from the competition either no, she it, loves it, it. it spurs she, her like, on when she just like tucks a ball under uh, her arm and yep, you know fend off fend off it's yep. just the best yeah and it it does it spurs her on she's got a family full of boys and it's the competitiveness in her, I think, that um, will really set her apart this year. Um, the only other person I think it would be amiss of me to mention is Lucy McAvoy. Yeah. Um, for for Carlton, just we've seen plenty of good things from her already. Yeah. So can't can't wait to see um, whether she can somewhat fill a gap, perhaps that uh, opened up this season. Okay, so before we look at the round one games. Um, if we, you know, look ahead to the season as a whole, what are you expecting to see in terms of trends in the game, game style? I think the game, as the trajectory of the competition has also done, it's the skill level has just gotten better. The speed is being turned up a notch and the accuracy of kicking, which is something that I think was spoken a lot about um, or rather the accuracy of skills um, was spoken about over the first two seasons um, and criticised quite quite a lot, really. I think that has just gone up and I'm, I'm expecting cleaner skills. I'm expecting a faster game, if that's possible, mm. <laughs> from last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm expecting, um, yeah, accuracy. Yeah, I think similar for me. It's, what do you mean, the fourth year now? Yeah. So... That's uh, enough time for people to find their feet and, and build their, particularly the ones that have been around for a while. Their fitness levels are just through the roof now. And at the same time, those young girls who have spent so much time in the in the youth system and the elite youth system are now stepping up. So they've already got the base there. So the jump won't be as large. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really quick, really, really quick. I actually think that this year, looking at team lists and looking at the draft from last year, I'm open to criticism on this, but I think that it's possibly the first year that we have got women who have had the full run through the system. The girls who have gone from Auskick to NAB League to State League to AFLW, um, that has been quite a seamless transition for the ones who have been playing all that time. Um, So I think, and I think, less of the talent has been pulled from other sports. So it's really footy and the best of is coming through the competition. I do have one um, concern and that's with the rapid expansion that's happened. And you mentioned it at the start, Hiba. Um, it will be interesting to see if the pool did exist or if the trigger was pulled a bit too soon, I suppose. And I don't know if that will impact the season, you know, I think we'll we'll see pretty quickly whether some of those teams, particularly the interstate teams that are having to share, I guess, um, the local pool, mm. how that may impact how they're able to play 
will be really interesting. So I, that's one sort of outlier, I suppose, that yeah. might impact on on the hard work that's happened with the fitness and the increase in skills. Yeah, because I, I immediately think of um, Brisbane Lions, mm. you know, like they were yeah. ticked off yeah. last year. Yeah. Like they lost so many players to expansion. And then, you know, and then they've, this year they've and got year. Gold Coast mm. setting up shop yeah. as well. And I just... Yeah. And then a couple of them were pipped for St Kilda as well. You had mm. Nat Exxon and Kate McCarthy go yeah. come to come back down south. So, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, you make a really good point there. I hope they haven't pulled the trigger too early, and I, I hope they managed the expansion rules adequately. But y- you know, you look at the players that Brisbane have lost. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in time. That's it. I, it's probably more than a season of rebuilding there. Hopefully they surprise us because yeah. you just don't know these local talent. Mm. You because know? they did first two seasons, yeah. they surprised everyone. Yeah, made two grand finals. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and they they run a really good state system up there mm. too. Yeah. yeah, they do. And from all from all reports, um, Craig Starsevich has done a pretty good job up there with um, you know creating a cohesive team on on field. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it would be. I'll be watching with bated breath to see what comes out of the states that have um, had an, an additional team yeah. this year. So, Hiba, we were talking off air yeah. earlier tonight. As um, we normally do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us were training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned three effects that we may see. Yes. Through the season, yeah. Look, I've been I've been wondering about seasonal effects. I was, you know, thinking about the weather systems we've seen lately, and I thought, what about the footy systems that we'll see come through this year? Um, and similar to weather, you have an El Nino effect. Mm. Um, so I thought, <laughs> what's the footy world got? I've come up with three mm. that I will be watching for. Um, the first being the West effect, which relates to the effect that it will have on teams travelling one, travelling west, the west teams having to travel in such a short period of time and whether that has an effect on the following week's games and also the, for want of a better word, dilution of talent Mm. um, as we've watched Fremantle kind of have their picks taken from them. So first is the west effect. Mm. The second effect is the Brie Davy effect. Can one person take a team to another grand final from down south of the ladder? I don't know. I'll be watching. And the third effect is the finals effect. Will two weeks be sufficient? Will it be too much (laughs) and will the teams be run down by finals or will they have just found their form all very interesting effects there rhetorical questions (laughs) (laughs) well you mentioned Brie Davey I immediately thought well it's also the Chloe Malloy effect too absolutely yeah you've got two two guns who joined forces and we we witnessed it throughout the VFLW season with um Bree combining with Malloy, combining with Lambert and Chochi and 
um, shiny, an improved shiny Leighton. You've you've got some star power there. Mm. So Brie Davy, Chloe Malloy, it's the Brie Davy effect. Mm. <laughs> what about the conference system? Mm. Oh, Are we going to talk about that again? I'm just going to leave that where I it is. I think we all agree that it's stupid, yeah. don't we? I mean, I mean, it goes to what we're saying. Like I'm still mad as hell about the short season. <laughs> just yeah. the same thing. It's ridiculous. To not have the best teams playing in finals is outrageous. Really, it is outrageous. It? Mm. It's and, just I, and I understand where they're coming from. You look at the NBA, you look at the NFL, <sighs> and you look at the fact that they've finally got a competition that the best teams do end up playing the best teams. And uh, yes, it's crap, but I know that they're trying to make the season so that they can play enough football and not too much football that it takes over the Australian Open or the AFLM. Um, (laughs) a conference system works when you end up having the best teams playing against the best teams the the ones who have won the most games and when you have a look at the stats from last year about win and loss it just didn't make sense so I don't know yeah I mean the conference system works in the NBA because there's like 14 or 15 teams in each conference, not and five. And they play over how many weeks? Exactly. <laughs> Same anyway. with the NFL. Five games a week. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. This, we're going over old oh, ground. Yeah. It's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Let's not go there. Sh- I'm sorry for putting <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Just a sore point, Caddy. <laughs> it's a bruise. <laughs> well, um, Hebe, we will monitor your three Do I need to effects? come up with a sort of prediction for the effects? Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe after one round you can... Revisit your effects and yeah, yeah, okay. But then, well, you'll actually be going west. Oh, so you can yes. <laughs> we'll see how you are next how week. Us. How you're looking after yeah. your trip to the west? <laughs> I hope I'm tanned. <laughs> My uh, yes, you'll have a roving reporter coming to you <laughs> from wait. the uh, first. It's the Frio versus Geelong, and then I'll also be there for the Western Derby. Um, for West Coast versus Fremantle at Optus Stadium. That's exciting. I'm excited. Mm. Also raising money for bushfire relief. Yes, great. Which, by the way, I am totally fine with paying entry to a game. That's, That's another sort point. Yep. I think we all agree that we should be oh, paying to go. Anyway. Take my gold coins, yes. take my notes, whatever. <clears throat> so round one Woo! kicks off on Friday night. Brand new team, Richmond, take on Carlton at Icon Park. Funnily enough, it is Richmond's home game. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> In fact, Richmond are playing all of their home games at Icon Park. Now, listeners of this AFL life will know I am a notoriously bad tipper. <laughs> so, as a general rule, I don't tip. Too bad, Alison. But it looks Hibber's like... the boss. Yeah. Hibber's the new boss. Hibber's tipping. And... Apparently, we're tipping. But what's the prize? I'm not participating without some, you know, something worth it. Just the just the glory? The glory is enough, really. I think it's the glory. Maybe yeah. you get your, your face put up on the Instagram page, Caddy. I know you'd love oh, that. I'm not tipping then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out. I don't know what you get to win, but that's fine. Okay. Well, Richmond v. Carlton. I'm going to say Carlton. For what reason? Oh, I have to give a reason? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, if you don't want to give a reason, then that's fine. Oh, I just think they've opened the season before. I don't think they'll be overawed by the, by the occasion. You know, it's not their home game. 
I think they have a home ground advantage though. So Richmond supporters will be pretty happy off Tip Carlton. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Caddy? I'm going to go with Richmond. I think I'm going to ride – I reckon I'm going to ride the coattails of Richmond Tigers this year. I'm really excited to see what will happen with the list they've put together. I think it will definitely go one of two ways. But I think you say home ground advantage about Carlton, but, geez, those Tigers supporters, they'll all be there. Oh, no, I know. So, <laughs> you know, you never know what that what impact that can have to lift a new inexperienced team over yep. the line. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm tipping – Richmond for for all the reasons that I think Caddy's mentioned the um, supporters, um, but also the I think the experience and the sheer awesomeness of of that experience will get them over the line. Um, I wonder if Carlton's done it a couple of times now and it's not as as not as special. I don't know, but mm. <laughs> Richmond for me. Okay, next game: GWS v Gold Coast at Blacktown. Look, I'm going to say the Giants. Yeah, I just think their experience will get them over the line. Yeah, I'll definitely tip the Giants. I think the Suns, their list is probably, it looks a little bit immature at this point. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I think it might be tough for the Suns to win many games. Even though they have picked up a whole bunch of Brisbane players, I'm not sure the depth is there yet. But the Giants, on the other hand, have a really good list and they nearly kind of got there last season and I think it's gotten stronger. Watch them play their pracky match the other day and they're very impressive against Brisbane. So home game down at Blacktown, the hottest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shade. Oh. It's dry heat. Mm. So if that ends up being what the, what happens or there'll be – Endless rain. Yeah. It'll be one of the two, but they'll be fine because they're used to it. Yeah. Tropical storm. Yeah. El Nino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also tipping GWS. Uh, I think um, it's going to be a long-term build for Gold Coast um, with both their list and the the skills. But the Suns have got um, some really good depth on their list with um, the likes of Sam Virgo, Leah Kasler, um, Jamie Stanton Mm. coming in as well. Um, But that, just kind of gets trumped by GWS, really. Um, so, yep, GWS for me. <laughs> Al's just – Alison's just got a blood nose. <laughs> Her first <laughs> ever. It's <laughs> very dramatic. Very dramatic She's into the so show. She's so stressed I'm about so stressed. Oh, <laughs> Look what you've done here, Bob. Seriously, this is We'll show you some content later. Oh, my God. Put it in the show notes. A couple no. of photos. No, please don't. Time I've got a 21, 22. <laughs> toilet paper up my nose currently. You look great. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> next game is, oh, mm. Melbourne mm. v North Melbourne, Casey mm. Fields on Saturday afternoon. Mm. I've seen a few people tip North Melbourne mm. as the – Overall champions of the 2020 season. Did um, you see that a lot of the captains had picked that? Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. They're in the know. They are. And I don't know whether that will go to their favour or not because yeah. people said the same thing last year with the star power that they had recruited. You're right. Um, but I, I, another year under their belt, perhaps that, that is right. Um, they'll be missing Jess Duffin, of course, but mm. um, I'm going to back Melbourne. It's a controversial choice considering the. Isn't the it? injuries, but 
the Daisy Pierce effect? Is that the Daisy Pierce effect? Maybe that's a fourth effect. <laughs> <laughs> the Daisy Pierce. It's the Melbourne midfield yeah. effect. I think will be really tough to beat, and I don't know whether Daisy will be actually playing a role in midfield or backline. Back, back, yeah. um, but either way, I don't know. I've just got a gut feeling that Melbourne will run out this week, but we'll see. They're pretty good out at Casey as well, historically. I think. Oh, they'll miss Loz as well. Mm. Maybe I'm changing to <laughs> North Melbourne. <laughs> My heart says Melbourne, but my head says yeah. North Melbourne, so I'm going to tip North Melbourne, yep. which means Melbourne will win. <laughs> Great. Everyone's happy. I think I'm um, very interested to see how North go this year too. Like you said, a lot of hype last year, didn't quite live up to it, have built their list, uh, built on their list again from what we've seen so far in the preseason. They're looking pretty good. Mm. And, yeah, so I think in – I think I'm going north for this game, but I do hope I do hope the D's can get some wins considering their early early season injury issues. Yeah, yeah Loz Pierce is a huge loss. It's a big out, mm-hmm. both literally and literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, but then again, you know, Daisy in so. Mm. Yep. And you've got June, you've got Paxi, yeah, you've got a, a star-studded a, midfield. The midfield's unbelievable. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, next game, Brisbane v Adelaide at Hickey Park. I think I'm going to go the Crows. Yeah, I'm going to go the Crows. I think Brisbane just, yeah, we've already touched on it already. And um, The Crows, oh, geez, they're. Once they're flying, they're off, you know, and they, their team, even though they have got the, you know, Randall and, and Phillips out, at least for this first week, they've just got a lot of talent there um, and they've kept a lot of the team together. I agree. I think Adelaide will be a real force to be reckoned with this year despite um, a couple of outs. The Lions, so it's their home game? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where Hickey Park is, but I'm assuming it's In up Queensland. There. Yeah. <laughs> So, what, yeah, whilst it's a Brisbane home game, I think um, the travel won't bother Adelaide. It never has. No, no, I think they'll come out yeah. they're just, all guns blazing. Yeah, they're so well drilled too. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, I had a chat to Chelsea Randall today at the season launch and she's actually on the coaching panel oh, this great. year. So, she's going to be helping yes. out with the midfield I and that. I think, yeah. Yeah, there's be such a wasted opportunity to yeah. not have her involved. Yeah, totally. Mm. It's great. Uh, okay, next game is on Sunday – Collingwood v West Coast at Victoria Park. Oh, footy's back at Victoria Park. The home of footy. That's my old home ground. Yeah. I think for me, the Pies, it's a tough ask for the Eagles first game up, I think, to travel over here and play at Vic Park. There'll probably be quite a big crowd. I think the Bree Davey, Chloe Malloy inclusions are big ones, as we've already mentioned. I just, I, yeah, Collingwood for me. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Collingwood too. As am I, and I just want to see footy back at Vic Park. Yeah. So, um, that's really exciting for Collingwood. Um, and again, we'll be looking at the West effect to see how the travel affects. Mm. Oh, yeah. West Coast. Uh, next game is St Kilda v Western Bulldogs down at Moorabbin. Footy's back at Moorabbin. Yeah. I'd really, really love the Saints to win this one, but I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. But for one, for someone who grew up down in Moorabbin, I'm so excited that 
the Saints are up and going down there. It's it's great. And the locals down there will really get around them too. So I yeah. think they'll have a really big groundswell of support, which is great. Um, and particularly for expanding the game outside of Melbourne's city, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Um, just excited in general for the Saints team. <sighs> yeah, this is a real – this is a toughie. <sighs> but I, I'm going to tip St Kilda because I just think – yeah, any team coached by Peter Searle. Is Peter just Searle effect? Or? Peter Searle effect. That's another it's one. It's a fourth effect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just five, aren't we? Yeah. It's the oh, fifth. What was the fourth? <laughs> the Daisy Pierce effect. Daisy, Daisy Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> People effects. Um, I agree. I think any team um, under Peter Searle is well coached. Yeah. And generally quite successful. Um, I did see... A few of their promo videos uh, over the last few weeks talk about um, the fact that St Kilda have no egos is their motto this year, um, which I think is a really good thing to bring into any sort of team, whether it be football or work or family. So <laughs> I'm on a tangent. What's new? <laughs> I pick St Kilda. And the last game of the round... Fremantle v Geelong. Hibber, you're going to be there. I will be there, yes, taking a little trip out west. I'd love to say it's for the football, but it's not. But I'll be there anyway. Um, I'm tipping Geelong. Despite um, the out of Meg Mac, I think the in of Nina Morrison and a fit Mel Hickey and a fit lots of other Geelong people will be too much for Frio. Yeah, this is tough. I... I'm thinking Fremantle, but I'm going to go Geelong. Yeah, I don't think I've seen enough of Fremantle to be confident to tip him at this point. So, go with the consensus there. Well, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with footy tipping. So, we'll see how how we sit um, next week. Again, not necessarily teamist. We're peopleist. We want to see everyone win. <laughs> what a great season that would be if no one ever lost. Yeah. Everyone gets a cup. <laughs> I think that mm. is probably about all we've got for episode one. Here I was thinking it'd be a really short and sharp show. <laughs> You're Wrong. all welcome. <laughs> is um, anyone still awake? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're game enough, uh, make sure you s- subscribe on iTunes and give us a review. We're very much looking forward to the feedback to the, on the new panel. Uh, but we will especially want some, want some feedback. feedback. I just want to know what size Meg Mac shoes are because <laughs> this is hard to feel. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. So. See ya.